Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Tech Talk, a podcast where Amit and I talk about various technology-related topics. Today, we're going to talk about metaverse. Well, when I say metaverse, we're going to talk about meta and anything and everything related to um, a virtual world, virtual reality in general, but we're going to mainly focus on metaverse. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm very excited to talk about this. This is one of the one of the up and coming topics. A lot of you have requested to talk about it, and uh, we've also been really um, you know excited to explore some of the technologies. Uh, I've seen some of the. I've tried some of the um, uh, virtual reality headsets and seen how it is in in real life. Well, not in real life, in virtual life. Um, and uh, I'm very excited to share it all of, uh, share all of it with you. And Amit also has some interesting insights that we would like to talk about. So yeah, without further ado, uh, let's talk about Metaverse. What's, uh, what's your thought on Metaverse, Amit? So I think it's a very interesting topic. I mean, Facebook uh, renamed its whole company to Meta because uh, it feels that Metaverse is going to change or it's going to be the next big thing in the digital world uh, or the technological world. Uh, it's going to combine a lot of technologies. So I think it's a very important topic to explore uh, within this podcast. And I think uh, many people might be curious to understand what it is, why Facebook uh, changed its name. Um, is, it, is it similar to the internet? What happens? What can you do, etc. So I think it's a, it's a pretty uh, interesting topic to explore. Yes, absolutely. And this brings me to the kind of the journey of Facebook into uh, for, uh, you know, in, in terms of virtual reality in general. So um, Facebook has been interested in, in virtual reality for quite some time, actually. Uh, so in, in, in my career, uh, I started as a mechanical engineer and I was working uh, as a design engineer for a virtual reality company for, for quite a few years. And um, while I was working, I was exposed to different technologies that existed at the time. That was, this was about five, six, or even eight years ago. And um, interestingly enough, there was a very up-and-coming uh, company called Oculus uh, that was yes. that was becoming very popular. And uh, Facebook um, bought the company, uh, uh, you know, very quickly and uh, kind of invested heavily on virtual reality. I think. Amongst all the tech giants, Facebook kind of realized that VR or virtual reality or, um, you know, um, this whole arena could become very popular and powerful in, in the future. So they invested very heavily. They bought Oculus and uh, created, uh, they had, Oculus had their own headset uh, and, you know, Facebook improved upon it. So Facebook has been, you know, uh, a, a serious player in the virtual reality journey from from the beginning. You know, there, there were other tech giants also tried, and they are also coming up with quite interesting solutions. Like Microsoft, they had Hololens or something similar. I'm sorry, I might be getting the name strong. Uh, Google had Google Glass, uh, you know, then and they are still, uh, you know, uh, investing heavily to, you know, get a market share off of this, this new arena. But Facebook has, Facebook has been serious about this from the beginning. And um, the fact that they went as far as changing their name to Meta is, it, it says a lot about how, uh, what do they think about how powerful this, this, 
whole industry is going to be in future. And I totally agree with it. I mean, the more and more our work life is changing, we're working from home a lot often, and we're trying to find ways where we could communicate and connect as if in real life from the comfort of our home. And virtual reality allows for that. Uh, Metaverse is obviously Facebook's solution to a virtual world where you can do all kinds of stuff, live your, live your second life, to be honest. But at the same time, while um, it's all good, but we also have to look at the counter side, the other side of the coin, uh, in this sense that virtual reality has been around and been researched on and a lot of company has put in a lot of talent and effort in, in this space. And they have made a lot of progress, but uh, Facebook, by renaming itself Meta and you know calling all of virtual reality as Metaverse, kind of trying to take the whole of the spotlight from every other creators and um, you know uh, every other talented company's combined effort to come to a, a, a really good solution. But then again. Facebook is also creating a, a really strong and uh, stable marketplace for all kinds of virtual reality um, items. Yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, yeah, it's so, a it's a yeah. uh, interesting take virtual reality, and I think a lot of people think uh, metaverse is related to virtual reality. Well, virtual reality is the means to uh, experience metaverse. Um, so, I mean. If uh, if if we want to just educate our audience to to start with the metaverse word was actually coined by an author Neil Stephenson in his novel Snow Crash in 1992. So that's where the word was first used, and uh, it's an alternate reality uh, different from your uh, uh, from your uh, real world. So you, we all live in a real world, and then uh, we also have profiles and avatars on the internet. And that's a digital world. Now, what if you could live in the digital world with your own house, your own currency, with your own car, with your own uh, land, property, uh, with a job, etc. And you can also have a life outside the digital world uh, with a career, house, car, etc. And uh, that virtual world is nothing but the metaverse. So like the universe, it's a metaverse. This concept was explored uh, really good in the movie uh, Ready Player One by uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. So it's again based on a novel, but in that, in order to experience the uh, metaverse or in order to get connected, you needed to wear a virtual reality glass. But that's not the only way in which you can uh, connect. But of course, so this is the idea that Facebook is trying to uh, explore. So you have a metaverse, a digital world, where you have digital assets that uh, persist. So suppose you switch off the connection and you go away, you come back a year later, your assets are still there. And because it's a digital asset, you have to make sure that it's not copied by someone else. So you have NFTs involved. So how do you digitally sign your assets to make sure that, okay, this is your asset and not anyone else? How do you make sure that people are not copying your asset? So you have those technologies also getting involved. Plus Facebook is making one universe, like one system. So it's like a game. Um, uh, so suppose you play Fortnite or you play any other game. Uh, in that game, whatever you do, you talk to people, you have your own avatar, you have your own assets, 
you have uh, your own social profile etc but it's only within that game if you come outside if outside of that and you go to world of warcraft it's a totally different world and those two worlds are not talking to each other metaverse solves this problem so now imagine microsoft has their own um, uh, real uh, virtual reality world facebook has its own world google comes up with uh, with its own apple is also exploring ar and vr glasses so they also come up with their own world and now you can buy an asset in apple universe and then come to facebook universe and still use that asset and uh, you can still uh, tra transfer all your avatars and property etc and that is what metaverse is it's like internet so you can go from one provider to another provider but your gmail everything else remains the same so it's that yes absolutely i mean it's it's so interesting how this is becoming possible and it's it's all uh, all because of the blockchain and nft really because nft is an independent asset uh, unrelated to Facebook or Apple's virtual reality or Google. So if you own the NFT and it's, you know, um, sort of a declaration in, in the world, in the blockchain permanently etched that you're the owner, then Facebook can acknowledge that ownership and give you that asset in its world. Whereas at the same time, Google, Microsoft can also do the same time because the blockchain is a public ledger and it knows who owns which asset. So this is this is quite amazing how all of these um, sort of uh, cutting edge technologies are you know sort of talking to each other and creating this new world, which uh, I think one of the main uh, uh, sort of obstructions or challenges uh, faced by any new technologies is that a proprietary technology sort of comes forward, a company builds it, and then it doesn't talk to the other competitive competitors' uh, product. But in this in this case, NFT is making it possible so that your own ownership, you know, the the assets that you own, are going to be acknowledged in all of these different worlds. And this is this is this is what truly makes it a more of a reality in the virtual world. I suppose. Indeed, yeah. indeed. And and uh, it's it's uh, very interesting because once you have these different worlds so different companies spend a lot of time in developing these worlds and they want people to stay in their own world but then people have an option to go from one world to another world and uh, and just be there for some time and that's the whole thing how do you live in a virtual reality or virtual world uh, and make it interesting for people because people do get bored so i want to move from one universe to another universe and it's exciting it's interesting it's new it's different so i want to move and that's what metaverse will bring so you have the uh, cyberspace or the internet and then you have metaverse uh, where you live in your own virtual world now um, in order for everyone to access this space uh, i mean there are different ways and means so currently you can see some form of it in say microsoft teams if people who in the audience if they are using microsoft teams currently you have an option of uh, together mode in that together mode uh, what happens is uh, it uh, creates an amphitheater or some kind of a virtual world and it puts your face just the face the head uh, uh, and put it on top of a uh, body a virtual body and it, it's against a chair and those chairs are sitting in a conference room or in an amphitheater etc and that's like one take to it and in the in the virtual reality world you wear a head uh, uh, a headset 
uh, uh, which covers your eyes and uh, those headsets also scan your face and uh, it can project the image in the virtual world or you select an avatar and then whenever you plug in uh, that avatar represents you and then you can talk to other avatars and they are facing you you are shaking hands you are exchanging you are having a conversation eye to eye and that's that's another way the third way is uh, augmented reality or the ar so it's a mix of virtual reality and uh, the real world so where you are wearing a transparent glass um, and uh, you see some um, text or image or maybe hear an audio in your head and it's trying to navigate you uh, or it's trying to give you some information like you see in movies uh, like Iron Man. So Iron Man is looking at the real world and then in his uh, head uh, the um, the uh, the the helmet he can or it's called a heads up display so in its head up heads up display or hud uh, he can see okay what's the person what's his name what's his date of birth where is he from etc etc so he's getting all that information while looking at that person and and uh, that's that's another way of experiencing this so uh, again companies have still not figured out what technology will work best because with wearing virtual reality glasses for a long time of course it puts you off uh, wearing augmented reality glasses and interacting with a world that it's not real people will think that you are you're like a fool you're stupid what are you doing um, and um, if, if you are on the internet and playing around with the avatar then it's it's like a video game so how do you actually make it more immersive and that's the kind of thing that people are trying to solve apart from creating the world and making it compatible with every other world yes yes absolutely i mean this is this is um such an interesting world and uh, in in a lot of ways i feel like this would for for a lot of people it would probably be more of an interesting world than the real world i mean i, I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing and it's up up, up for debate and it's quite controversial but yeah i mean yeah you know, I, I, if it makes someone's life better, then I, I, you know, I definitely there is some sort of benefit. Yes, to it. I mean, so people are already spending a lot of time in games like World of Warcraft and Minecraft and um, mm -hmm. and many other games, Fortnite. So people are already spending a lot of time in games, uh, and they have a very uh, good uh, social. Uh, circle uh, around those games i mean of course they're not meeting people in real but the pandemic has forced people to embrace that kind of reality so i think facebook has identified that okay if people are going to work remotely people are going to stay at home they're not going to meet a lot of other people then they're going to spend a lot of time on the internet and in the internet if you want to be social you can of course be social in a zoom call or a teams call but then you're just talking you can't do anything i cannot bring my mobile phone or i can't bring my house there and I can't interact with it. You can't interact with it. We can't celebrate things together, etc., etc. So now imagine you, know, you can't also see your peripheral vision. <laughs> you can only see, and that that doesn't give the you know the personal interaction feel of personal interaction. So yeah, absolutely, yeah. Go so, on. so so that's that's the thing. I mean that that connection is gone. And how do you bridge that connection in the real world? And that's what I think Facebook has tried to identify that, okay. And Facebook is one of the uh, companies that are investing heavily in this uh, metaverse. Uh, and uh, that's why they've renamed the whole company and they've told that this is the focus. And they have a vision that within five to 
10 years we will have a complete metaverse of course it can come even sooner because the technologies that enable it are already there we have the internet we have the virtual reality glasses the ar glasses we have the holographic technology so microsoft is actually experimenting with holograms so suppose you are standing here and uh, you scan your uh, whole self with light and then you transmit that in real time and uh, at a very remote location say if i'm i'm in london and i want to transmit my image in uh, on a tv on a screen in new york then that's possible and uh, it will seem as if i am there but it's actually not me in physical self but in a holographic sense exactly like what we see in movies i think exactly. avengers endgame showed showed some sort of uh, <laughs> uh, proof of concept of that but of course, uh, yes it's yeah. it's very diff- it's it's very early stages uh, for that technology to mature and make it more cheap but of course there are a lot of companies who are already experimenting with it and we will mention uh, some of the links for these companies in our uh, description the video description uh, for people to have a look but i think these are some of the interesting technologies where companies are now focusing on okay you are going to stay online how do you make it more immersive for you how do we make sure that you stay there and you are you enjoy it um, whatever assets that you own uh, we uh, we make sure that it's always there it's never gone so how do we maintain it on the servers uh, how do we scale it up so if uh, 100 million or 2 billion people log in to the same system in the universe just like the internet now it's a virtual world imagine 200 billion people it's not a comment anymore it's an avatar that's moving it's like uh, a character in a video game and imagine 1 billion or 2 billion people logging into this system and you have to maintain everything about them all the time and make sure that from everyone's perspective from everyone's perspective so it's it's a huge infrastructural challenge as well and i think that's why facebook has given itself so much time uh, to think about how to solve these problems how to scale it up i mean it's easy to say okay 100 people maybe a million people 200 million people they uh, can come online and they can do these things but imagine 1 billion 2 billion people all the whatsapp users suddenly they come online everyone has a house so you have to maintain all the houses everyone has a car so you maintain all the cars everyone has their own avatar maintain all that and then and their bank balance and their etc and they're moving and they're moving in the world yeah. so you have to track their movement where are they moving so you have to generate the world in real time so you yes, can you yes. cannot have pre-generated worlds and then the avatar is moving you will have to generate maybe there will be governments and intelligence agencies who would be asking for these data as well so you have to create analytics yeah. as well so there's so, so many things in that there is there is and uh, free guy it was a video game but it's it's uh, the concept it's uh, the movie free guy ryan reynolds the guy who plays deadpool in uh, marvel films so he's there in this uh, film and it's it's a it's a video game but it's it's a similar concept like okay real characters and video game characters or virtual characters they're interacting with each other how does that work because imagine in metaverse you will have people who are real but you can because now ai is advancing so much uh, you can have virtual characters who think uh, for themselves uh, sorry uh, not virtual characters but ai characters who have their yes. own mindset who have their own avatar and who are building who are learning the game and who are learning the system and they are interacting and you can't tell who's real who's not and that is very exciting yes that absolutely that is another realm of possibility but let's let let's um what i want to do is i want to step back a little bit just to just to sort of clarify all the different terminologies and what's what really for our audience so sure, um sure. 
what I want to uh, sort of uh, step into is to understand all the terminologies and all the technologies and how they interact together. So if I if I go step back fully, I think um, the the underlying technology or what we call where everything else is uh, sort of built upon is the technology which is virtual reality itself. No, so, no, no, it's not. I mean, I, I wouldn't say virtual reality. I mean, it's it's an alternate reality to a real world. Virtual reality is just one way to experience it. The infrastructure will still be hosted on a cloud platform. Like AWS yes, or, yes. I mean, uh, of course, yeah. I mean, the cloud form, uh, where the infrastructure is hosted, that's that's obviously the back end of things. But from front end, from, from how a user sees things, um, there obviously there are different kind of reality. There's augmented reality, there's virtual reality, there's mixed reality where they, you know, mix both. Exactly. Uh, yes. So um, uh, what I want to basically clarify is that there are these realities which are, and not a proprietary technology. This is just a. This is just like internet. Everyone knows about this technology. Yeah, no you, one owns it. Yes, yes, yes. So that's that's what I want to focus on, and that's what I want to distinguish from metaverse to virtual reality. So for the for the sake of our you know um, uh, simplicity, we're going to call you know augmented reality, virtual reality, all kinds of reality as as a generic term as virtual reality, and then. For virtual reality, there are various technologies. Like, for example, there are Google Cardboard. Uh, you know, where you can create a, 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 you know, you can wear a headset with and put your mobile phone in it, and it will display um, in a, in a way that you, it feels like you're immersed into their world. And then there are various mobile apps which generates this kind of uh, visual. So you are immersed into the Google Cardboard. And, you know, they're not just Google Cardboard, they're Samsung's uh, headset display, their HTC also has one, uh, things like that. So there are many ways or many technologies that will give you the immersive display. And that's one way to get into virtual reality, a reality that's created and programmed by humans or, you know, um, so that's the technology and that's how you get onto it. Now, Facebook, uh, by owning Oculus Rift, which is a company who created one of the headset that was quite ahead of its time in terms of technology and the screen lagging, etc., and uh, uh, and advancing on that technology, they created this world, which is what they're calling metaverse. Now, metaverse is not virtual reality as a whole. Metaverse is one world just like Fortnite, just like any other video games, but it's so much more, so much bigger with so much more possibility. For example, as you were saying, Amit, that, you know, different games have their different worlds, but they don't talk to each other. If you own some assets in one world, you can't transfer it there. But Metaverse is allowing to have a world where you can create your own virtual self with various assets like house and a car, and not just house and a car, you could have own a sword, you could, you know, create a character for yourself, for your, your dream life. You want to be a warrior in, in some sort. If you, you can be that, uh, you know, it, you, you could be a different gender, a different uh, person altogether and, you know, get, know, and make all of your fantasies come true in terms of what, you know, different personalities that you want to live. And that's not, that's not the only thing that you can do. But what I want to distinguish is virtual reality is a 
proprietary, non-proprietary uh, and generic technology that anyone can use. Uh, Facebook created a world which is metaverse. Uh, it's just like any other worlds, but it has a lot more possibility. It enables other companies to come into that world and sell their products. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, but uh, but just to clarify, Facebook's world uh, is not called metaverse. That's just a generic thing like the internet. It might be called something else. But yeah, the concept. Yes, you're you're right. People will come and sell products on it. Yes, yes. But um, Amit, I mean, I think I would disagree with you that with you that metaverse is Facebook's world. Uh, and Apple will probably have another world. Microsoft will probably have another world, and they're going to call it differently. But the leap of technology is that that you know what you the asset you own in Google's virtual reality world can also be available in Facebook's virtual reality world, which is metaverse. Now, Facebook first opened its virtual reality world, which is compatible with NFT and all of the other technologies. Yes. So they're kind of stealing the spotlight of all the other. No, that's uh, true. That's true. And I'm actually yeah. just checking online now what it is. But uh, uh, I think, yeah, they just named it Meta, but uh, they are not uh, trying to, they're just focusing on Metaverse. Yeah. It's called uh, Meta for now and then let's see what happens and uh, yeah but I mean, by the way <laughs> oculus quest has also been renamed to meta so, uh -huh, right. so, so facebook the company facebook um inc i think um has renamed itself to meta so now the even though the facebook.com exists but the company that it's registered as is, is renamed itself to meta yeah, and just like Google, yeah. so Alphabet is a holding company and Google is just one part of it. Yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, their shares, their stock uh, name has also changed to Meta. It used to be Facebook. I, used to, I, I do own some Facebook <coughs> Facebook stocks and uh, I see that they, they changed their name to Meta. And now if Meta is a company and Meta company's virtual reality solution is Metaverse, is what I understand. Uh, Amit, feel free to challenge me, and audience, uh, feel free to challenge uh, challenge me. And yeah, please do your own research. But that's what I understand, and uh, so that that that's why I want our audience to be clear about that. You know, um, you can experience virtual reality in many different ways. Facebook has a really good solution. I definitely, definitely do check it out. Do open an account and check out what all the solutions they have. And uh, you know, if if uh, possible, and and if available, uh, you know, buy one or two NFTs. That is also, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know uh, if it is uh, working the metaverse, but uh, I think uh, if there is, then I would also like to try it. Yes, yes, I haven't tried it myself, so I, I can't uh, speak from experience, but definitely would want to do that uh, sooner than others. Microsoft other is uh, calling its technology Microsoft Mesh, M-E-S-H. So that's ah, right. focusing on. Of course, you as you mentioned, HoloLens, so that's one of the ways to experience. So Microsoft is focusing on that at the enterprise level where you have video conferencing, etc. So how do you have a virtual video conference where you have the avatars of people? So you're not looking at a screen, but you're actually looking at a person. Of course, a digital avatar of a person. So it's, it's interesting. Yes. 
It is it is very interesting, and I can't wait to see what what the next you know. And I'm I'm thinking uh, Elon Musk's uh, project of um, downloading the brain or reading the brain. If that's somehow connected, this Neuralink. Uh, if that somehow can, can be connected to metaverse, you know, I probably wouldn't need to wear a you know bulky headset to get onto metaverse and. Uh, you know, then I, I probably wouldn't come out. Not not that my life in real life is, you know, too grateful of what I have, but uh, it would be so interesting because I could design my life myself. True, true. And, and that's, I think, a very uh, interesting aspect of Metaverse. You can design anything you want and it's just a simple algorithm. You just pay money and you get it. I mean, if you want to buy a house, you're not building the house from scratch. I mean, if you want to, yes, you can, but you just yeah. buy a house and place it there and it's a digital asset that you own in the world and that's yours you can go inside you can do whatever you want uh, and a lot of people they can't own such a fancy house in say in the real world then for them it's an escape and they live in this posh world and they are there they are and again you know the limitation will will eventually still come i think because even to buy um, a house yes. in university, it will cost a lot of money and the more people comes the more it will cost. So yeah, I mean, our audience would like you guys to um, be one of the first early buyers. Like while maybe, uh, just like a barter system and uh, slowly, eventually move to maybe a currency in that whole world. And then like you take uh, currency from one country to another country, you will be able to take that currency that you own in say one world to another world. Uh, so yes, yes, absolutely. And this will be happening with, with various altcoins. And Facebook is bringing in all cryptocurrency, Libra. I think that that kind of paused for some time now, but um, Facebook will have its own cryptocurrency, which would be used in its meta. Yes. yes. And then, you know, there will be other currencies that you can exchange from various exchanges. So, yeah, the future is looking quite promising and interesting and fun. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's interesting like how these technologies are getting merged together. I mean, you had the blockchain. So I think the biggest challenge with any digital world and me and my friends, we keep discussing about this is how do you stop replication of a simple digital asset? Because it's so easy to just uh, control C, control V in uh, in a Windows desktop machine. So how do you prevent and how do you make sure that something that you have is original and it's not a copy? So it's it's a it's a NFT or blockchain solves that problem. Yes, absolutely. And that was a big problem. That was but, that was but then tracking becomes difficult. So like surveillance. So suppose you have so it's it's just like cash in the real world, right? So you have cash, and if you buy something with cash, then of course people cannot track what you bought. Once the once the bank has given you cash, uh, the, the with the cash what you do it doesn't matter and no one can track it so that's why a lot of people who want to do some illegal stuff uh, it's not so disclaimer please don't do this what we are just trying to say is what happens so people use cash to buy something and it can't be tracked by the government um, and uh, now currently with Bitcoin it's the same thing so you have a Bitcoin but you also have a wallet the wallet has an ID so you transfer Bitcoins from one wallet to another wallet um, and the wallets are hosted in some companies um, and then the transaction from one wallet to another is recorded on the blockchain so the Bitcoin blockchain now if you know my wallet ID and you know Renat's wallet ID any transaction between us you can track it on the blockchain by searching for our wallet number but if you don't know it 
then even though the ledger is public you cannot see what's happening how the how the block uh, how the bitcoins are moving from one person to another person where is it moving to with bank accounts you can track it but with bitcoins you can't and with cbdc the topic that we covered last time uh, it's the same thing so it is a digital equivalent of cash so it means the transactions will be anonymous no one would be able to track what you buy yeah, that's uh, why well, that's interesting, and I agree with you, Abid, that that um, for a single person or a smaller organization, they might not be able to track it. But um, uh, audience, just a bit of a disclaimer and warning: Bitcoin transactions are not anonymous. So, if government wants to and put enough effort in, it is possible to be able to. Yeah, they don't have to know your exact wallet address, but if they go through all the transactions that are all in public ledger. And where all of the Bitcoin had gone, uh, they are able to eventually find it. Of course, you know, if, if for for you know <laughs> for small matters, they might it's not worth putting that much effort. But it's not fully anonymous. Uh, one thing I would say is um, again, this is not any kind of an encouragement, but there are some services which they call tumble dryer services, where they where where you could kind of you know, wash your Bitcoins so it becomes traceless. Uh, so basically you send a large amount of Bitcoin and they randomly, and other 10 people also sends and uh, sends amount of Bitcoin. And then what it does is it randomly uh, sends to a few random wallets uh, the money you send. So you send 10 Bitcoins, it randomly sends one Bitcoin to 10 addresses, but it also got 10 other Bitcoins from 50 other people. So there were 500 Bitcoins that it receives, and then it randomly sends it to different places. So it becomes, so that becomes, um, difficult to trace but even then with enough manpower with enough effort, even then that could also it. be traced and i think a lot of these aml the anti-money laundering uh, i know we are digressing from the topic metaverse but this is all part of it because you will have to track a type of currency in the digital world uh, if you want to buy digital assets and people will have yeah. to think how do you solve that technology uh, solve that problem technologically so uh, you have these uh, anti-money laundering laws in banks now and what they do is they track money from one source to another source and they, they talk to each other different banks from different countries they talk to each other uh, and similarly in the bitcoin world it's not just bitcoin any other token or altcoin um, they would be able to track if they are really keen on getting hold so yeah yeah. It's, it's going so, to be very interesting. And these are all the problems that the companies have to think about uh, before they even come up with uh, a suitable solution. But recently, I think there was a big concert uh, on Fortnite and about, I think, a million people attended, more than a million people attended a concert in a digital world. So it's a game changer. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to yes. pay for parking. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, you're happy to buy the concert ticket if you don't have to spend all the other you know related or associated spendings like parking like like going two hour journey to get there and also the food and you know and coming uh, back coming back home etc so yeah. driving you don't have to worry about that so it's a, it's a very interesting uh, uh, future and uh, yeah that's the game where where we are covering all these topics where uh, they are going to get combined 
Yes, absolutely. This is exactly what I was just about to say. The, I mean, you also mentioned earlier as well. So we've talked about all of these different technologies separately, but in the world is coming. The you know the world of technology is coming into a place where NFT, cryptocurrency, virtual reality, everything is coming into a combined space, which is just creating you know a very interesting world out there. And um, you know, if you guys have listened to our previous podcast, you would have some sort of an understanding of each of these things. And uh, we're going to keep creating other technologies that are a part of this new world. And uh, you know, hopefully will um, give you enough knowledge to, to navigate within this world in, in a time where it's still early. So you can reap the benefit of being an early adopter, um, you know, the, like you know, how people owned Bitcoin 10, 20 years ago are reaping the benefits now. I'm not saying that there would be that kind of 10,000% <laughs> increase in what you do, but... Yes. It's definitely there is definitely going to be some sort of benefit as an early adopter, and definitely do check it out. You don't necessarily have to invest any money, but you know, even if you create, you know, with your time and effort, even if you create a building at 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 this stage, that might become you know quite valuable in future. So yeah, keep this in mind and definitely explore all the new technologies. That's all and we all we ever say and encourage that all of the new technologies keep exploring them. And if you're stuck anywhere, let us know and we'll we'll make a more detailed step-by-step -step, um uh podcast or a, a video episode showing those those steps wherever you guys are stuck. So yeah, definitely keep in touch, keep letting us know where you're stuck or what you would like us to cover. And uh, yeah, this is, this is, this is very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a really nice talking to you, Renath, again, on a very interesting topic. I think um, it's, it, it's interesting to see where the world is moving. And uh, as you mentioned, it's the convergence of all these technologies that's making this new reality possible. And a lot of companies are betting on it. I mean, people are hearing about Apple exploring AR and VR glasses. Microsoft already has HoloLens. Facebook has Oculus that has, that they've renamed to Meta. Steam, the one of the biggest gaming um, libraries. They are the holders of the biggest games in the world. They have their own headsets. So there are a lot of uh, companies that are coming out and exploring and building technology and they want to invest. Microsoft just bought Activision uh, the big uh, game company. So a lot of people are coming into this digital world, gaming world, uh, and they want to make some money out of it. Uh, and while making money out of it, they are solving some interesting problems. Yes, absolutely. And I can't wait to see how these problems are solved. And some of the problems, we don't even realize that they're problems and they're going to be solved and we're going to we're going to just step into this new world and see how easy <laughs> or how exciting life can be. So, uh, yeah, to the audience, definitely, I'm saying it again and again, uh, definitely do try these things, uh, do explore them, whether you like it or not, decide that after exploring them and uh, try to understand while, you know, uh, doing all of that and how all of this can come together. And uh, yeah, let us know, give us your feedback uh, and let us know what else you would like us to cover. Um, uh, we are going to be again back with you guys in the following weeks with, uh, with, with newer, newer topics. And hopefully you guys keep listening to us and keep watching the videos. And uh, yeah, 
Well, thank you so much again, Renat, and thank you so much uh, to all the viewers and listeners uh, for tuning into our podcast. Thank you. Bye. Bye.